Hi, I'm Clara Wisner, and this is Revolutionary Lifestyle Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Love Rising Podcast. I am here with a guest who uh, I met kind of magically. We've had such a kind of magical relationship that we we meet and we talk in different places around the world. And I actually met Irma in Peru in um, uh, outside of, oh my gosh, help me with the, the name. Uh, uh, Chiquito. Chiquito. Uh-huh. Outside, what's the bigger town that it's outside Puno. of? In? Puno. Lake Titicaca, Puno, and then just a little, a little town outside in this really strange like Airbnb situation that I was staying at at a very pivotal time in my life. And I was so grateful. I had just got off of a 10 day silent meditation retreat at a, on an island in Lake Titicaca and then came by myself to this like weird castle Airbnb outside of this town. And Irma was just there. Um, and she was leading a yoga, uh, a yoga, um, like retreat kind of. And I just kind of tagged along for a day or two and it was beautiful. And it was like a great re-entering into the world after that kind of, uh, like lonely and amazing meditation retreat. So, um, so, and then she came out to my house in Montana and anyway, love Irma. So this is her more official bio. Irma's mission is to guide global businesses, teams, and individuals to fulfill true purpose in work and life and holistic HR consultation, and energy healing that awakens the spirit. Her design strategies include mindfulness, game, clairvoyant, law of nature, and yogic principles. Her lifetime of blessed unrest and self-exploration, blessed unrest, (laughs) love it, led to discover truth, healing, and ease through the magical chakra system. And with the certifications, with certifications as a senior professional in human resources to teach yoga and heal energy with psychic clairvoyance, she integrates over 20 years experience and colorful attitude of energy, hashtag, into all offerings, especially in the workplace. So welcome, Irma. Thank you so much, Clara. It's really, really um, a pleasure for me to be here with you. This is my very first podcast, I'm going to say that. Yes. (laughs) And I'm really excited that it's with you. So thank you for creating the space for this. I've listened to some of your um, podcasts uh, in the past, and um, you have connections with like some really beautiful people. So I feel like honored to be included uh, amongst that. that Oh, yes. And that you you thought of me for this. (laughs) Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes, we've been trying to record this podcast for some time too cuz I uh yeah, had a baby earlier yeah. than expected. <laughs> so <laughs> so we had to postpone for a few months even. Um but for good reason, I'd say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but we are kind of we were just talking before we started recording that you know, this time like maybe this was divine intervention, of course, or divine timing in that there is um, a lot going on in the world right now that wasn't going on when we had um, prop- that we had uh, planned to record before. And uh, I would just like to hear. Well, first, I want to hear your story and kind of how did you get here. Um, but we are today is June third, right, twenty twenty. So we're in the midst of a lot of social unrest around racism and the pandemic and all of this stuff is like happening and 
and Irma's in Chicago too. So that's just something I kind of want to bring into this conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So start us off with kind of like your story and, and how you got to do what you do. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Um, I am from Chicago. I was born and raised here. My parents have are from a Mexican back, background and um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my, uh, my upbringing. Um, Cause I, I was going to jump straight to like my professional career, but I think some of my past is important to bring up here too. Um, so I grew up in an urban, uh, very ethnic Mexican neighborhood, which was very, 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 very rough. Um, and my parents uh, were immigrants who um, had six kids. So I was one of one, I had five siblings and we all um, were raised in, in a home with them in this neighborhood of Chicago. And uh, my parents gave away their professional careers to come here and find better lives. But the work that they had was very blue collar um, and very difficult uh, jobs that they held, like hourly positions. And somehow they managed to essentially uh, put us all through private school. Now, that private school happened to take, take me deep into Catholicism from grade school all the way through graduate school. Um, and I mentioned that because that was one form of like indoctrination uh, to a certain faith, a certain way of being, as was my culture itself, the Mexican culture having very, very strong um, traditions. Um, so there was so much information at me at an early age coming into like kind of molding who it is that I am, you know, Mexican woman raised to be Catholic, Catholic bearing. Um, Through my education, I actually uh, started a career in human resources, which was a very successful one. It was a a really, really successful career that I had. I moved up in the organization. I had a chance to travel the world, did really well financially. Um, Just everything on the outskirts seemed, you know, like perfect life. And there was so much turmoil that was happening internally so much emptiness like scarcity that i felt and i judged myself for that because coming from where i did my life had taken this whole other beautiful turn um that you know i seemingly should be really proud of um part of my what happened with my work too was that i had the opportunity to go to new york and help to um, be in the startup uh, uh, organization. It was the start of the the dot-com era. So isn't it funny now, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Mm -hmm. where we are with the internet and everything? When dot-com was like just beginning, which was in early 2000, I moved to New York. It was my first time away from home. It was with my job. And it's also during the time that the towers collapsed. Mm -hmm. And when the towers collapsed and I was there in New York responsible for a group of people from the workplace in human resources, I found myself in a position of helplessness in a position of like all of my walls and veils of illusion of my role and everything just tumbling down along with those towers. And that is the day that I could say I could credit to the start of my spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I was walking around helpless during um, the city, trying to find something to do. I had already been turned away from non-for-profits. And, and a lot of this is very similar to what's happening in the situation today. Yeah. Uh, turned away from non-for-profits that are just overwhelmed with you know, people wanting to help in some way, but no actual form to provide support because um, they were flooded. It was overwhelming. Right. Um, went to church. That really didn't help because I had already started to feel my separation from the dogma of the church. And it was when I saw a poster for a non-denominational prayer vigil mm. at a yoga studio, mm -hmm. which now I know was a, um, oh my God, a satsang kirtan, a kirtan. Oh, kirtan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I walked in and I, I participated in this uh, kirtan and, you know, everything is in Sanskrit. And so I knew yep. nothing about the language. I knew nothing what, that was being said. But as I sat in this room and participated just with my own intention, I literally felt energy move through my body and move through the room from this place of despair, of absolute like hurt and fear and hopelessness to this uplifted vibration, which at the time it didn't know was happening. Almost. Yeah, all I knew was what I felt. And I felt, I felt it happen so physically and so real. And I knew in that moment that there was so much more to our existence than our physical bodies. And that experience was the experience that opened the door to me. And it began with yoga because I came back to that studio and there was, and yoga was the start for me, which was a really important start because I had so many layers to basically mm -hmm. um, uncover and peel through that had just kind of been piled on over my life of layers of who I was told I should be, how I needed to live, what my role was. Um, and the physical practice of getting into my body and just having the nuance of understanding what a particular pose felt like physically in my skin or um, you know, my nervous system or whatever it was, is the way that I the way that I began a practice. So fast forward a little bit then, um, when I when I came into teacher training um, 16 years after practicing yoga. I decided to to take teacher training and it was I still haven't I taken a teacher training and I'm like how how have I not done that <laughs> it's just I, I feel like um I, I didn't feel called to it yeah. until like when I was like I knew that I was mm -hmm. and when I was in my teacher training then as an apprentice where I would I would I was not teaching and I was also not practicing. We all know the practice feels great when you get to go to class and just release all your shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had, of course, recognized that. But as an apprentice, I'm sitting in the room as an observer and I'm not teaching. So I'm not responsible for guiding the poses. Um, and instead, what I was doing was just sitting in the room as a giant freaking sponge <laughs> absorbing all of that shit that everybody else was able to like um. let out in the space. And it would come on to me and I would leave my apprentice classes feeling horrible. 
and talking to my teachers, like, what's going on? Like, have you experienced this? Like, what am I missing? Like, is there something I'm not doing? What's going on? So many of my teachers could not talk to me about this. One of them actually said that possibly there was something wrong with me psychologically (laughs) and that I might need some kind of help. Finally, there was one teacher, his name is Wade Gottwells. He's my teacher here in Chicago. Um, he, he said to me, you're not miss. There's nothing that you're missing. He's like, you don't need any 500 hour training. You don't need any, any more Sanskrit. You don't need to learn any more history. It's not anything. It's like what you're talking about is energy. What you're talking about is learning to understand energy and the way that it is affecting you, because that's what you're feeling. You're feeling all of the energy in the room. And that teacher is the one who turned me on to uh, the clairvoyant school that um, I went for training and to learn all about energy and the non-physical using my sixth chakra, the chakra of vision, clarity, perspective, sight, truth, and certainty. And through that, entered into this realm of practicing in the invisible realm, Mm -hmm. learning all about energy and how it appears in me, how it translates through me, how I see it in the world. Um, And essentially, because of that awareness, some ways in which to help it transmute or guide it, because Mm -hmm. pretty much everything in our existence is energy mm-hmm. and we cannot create it or destroy it. It can only be transformed. And that is the practice that I've been in ever since um, my introduction to that, which has been, Oh, where are we now? Probably going on to like eight years or so, which is, which mm-hmm. was when I went into my deep practice of clairvoyance. And so now my practice is, um, as a practitioner, what I, um, the way that I work is with deep desire to introduce others into all of their greatness um, by realizing how their reality is so much more beyond what we place value on. And because I have this connection in the corporate world, at one point I thought I thought I could never work with businesses again. Like, how could I go back to that? And I realized that's what I know. And that's the place that really needs more of this understanding so that our structures and our systems, like our workplaces that create part of our society, also start to awaken to some truths around what is the energy that you are contributing to our collective world and how are we seeing people in the workplace and and now all of those questions are so 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 relevant because the Mm -hmm. monsters beyond the systems are what are starting to be revealed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i loved how you how you talk about the importance of yeah, we're like kind of it's like working you you want to work outside the system. You had to leave the system to mm-hmm. learn and to like uh apprentice almost and then it's like mm-hmm. now you come back into the system 
armed and with these like new powers kind of um, that everyone has access to, of course, but like that you have educated yourself and practiced with and bringing them back to those those boardrooms and those offices where you started your career. Um, I feel similar in the way uh, that I started in like nutrition, very like, you know, by the, like by the book holistic, but by the book, like the physical body is all there is. And like, you know, give it supplements and vitamins and don't worry about the mental and emotional and spiritual aspect of it. Cause like, if you just eat right, you'll feel good, you know? Um, which is not true, but I feel like that's something that I like, you know, kind of was there and then I left and then I came back to, um, to, so it's kind of like the heroes, the heroine's journey, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing about it was what you just described, Clara, like I have gone through multiple times in multiple phases. In fact, yeah. just this weekend, I had that moment of, um, you know, I, I kind of called it this moment of descent where in this weekend in Chicago, um, there's outrage. The city is literally on fire. Places mm-hmm. are burning. There's vandalism. There's riots. Um, there are, I'm, it's actually really interesting that today is the first day in like four days that we're not hearing any sirens. I kind of thought it would have been part of the podcast that we just hear like the <laughs> ambulance right. sirens or the cop sirens or the fire engine sirens um, because they've been non nonstop. And, um, and over this weekend, I found myself in that place where I actually uh, took a moment where I kind of like descended into the dark cave where my demons and dragons are mm-hmm. at, through in the hero journey story or the heroine mm-hmm. journey story. Mm-hmm. And I had to sit there and really just kind of sit with it all, um, knowing I was unharmed, but all of these fears and all of my own, um, I guess all of the energy that might have been harbored within me that was part of either creating the system, sustaining the system. I really felt like, and maybe not just in this lifetime, but that it was part of like lifetimes that were of karma that were honing in on me where I had to surrender into my own um, responsibility, taking responsibility for it all and feeling through this. So that first I could recognize it. And then, um, I want to tell a story that um, when I was a little girl and I would feel hurt and and now I realize that it wasn't necessarily maybe even my hurt, but when I would feel deep hurt, I would cry so, so hard that I would get into like hyperventilation. Oh yeah. I used to do that too. Mm -hmm. And like, it would be hard to stop. And so it'd be really, really hard to breathe. And this happened to me this weekend. I was like, back in that moment as a little girl crying for deep 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 hurt wounds that were opening um and i was hyperventilating and i caught myself saying the words i can't breathe Mm. i that moment like it's happening right now again like that moment just kind of like moved all through me, I felt like a ball in my throat chakra. And I knew and I felt that I was feeling not only for myself, but I was feeling for all of the energy that was around me and 
for the exact, um, I shouldn't say exact, but for a form of a form of what it feels like when when when, when we are oppressed yeah. and maybe um and and what what i what i was processing so much this weekend was that everything that we are confused about everything that we want to have answers about or or looking to have answers about we will find within ourselves we have to sit with those demons. We have to sit with our dragons. That doesn't mean that we stay there and we fester. It means that we recognize it. And then there's an awareness, I think, that a capacity that opens up our ability to see beyond our own self. And if we're not able to look inward first, there's no way we will ever have any kind of compassion for the world around us or for what is happening around us. And for me, that moment of just having that feeling in my own way, I'm, I will no way try to claim that it is um, the same, you know, the same or similar, but it was the experience that I had um, of the suffering that is happening around. Um, yeah, so these these moments continue to happen. It's not as though, because I've, I felt before, I felt last year, I had this really strong moment where I felt like, oh, the world around me is collapsing, everything is changing, and now I'm ready to come back. And I was ready to come back. And then there's always moments where we have, we have the opportunity to descend. Because in the descent, especially as women, in the descent as women, when we get into our wombs, when we get into our depth, when we face our shadows, it's our center of creation, we can then rebuild, be reborn, give new life. I'm not a mother, but you, I'm a mother in different kinds of ways. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're nodding your head like, yeah. Well, it's, it's the cycle. It's cycles. I mean, we are, you know, for feminine body people, they have a, a cycle that they go through that's so tangible, you know, like our monthly, our, our menstrual cycle and, what you're talking about is I think, you know, we live in kind of a patriarchal society and there's a lot of, um, I think misogyny, right? Just like hatred of the feminine really, or like, uh, really fear of the feminine is I think what it comes down to, but it looks like hatred of the feminine, which I would, what I would define as misogyny. And, and so the feminine is like, this it's like waves if you're not watching the video it's up and down and there's a descent and a rising and a descent and a rising and it's constant and it, and it just it keeps going like that it's cyclical mm -hmm. and so what you're so beautifully uh talking about and illuminating for us is how we stay with the descent and i loved it you said I think you said something like the gift of the descent or it, you, you phrased it in a way that like the descent is something, the opportunity, I think the mm, opportunity yeah. to, to descend. Right. And it's like how women hate their periods and think it's like awful, you know, so awful. It's a curse. It's like, no, we get an opportunity to descend in that. That's our opportunity monthly to descend and times like 
this, it's so important. Like that is why what you are doing is part of healing this world is because we all need to take the opportunity to go down and descend and to expand the bandwidth of our nervous system so that we can hold more sensation so that we can connect with each other. I mean, ultimately, I think that's what the world needs is we need more connection. Like what is, what is racism, right? It's like polarity. It's like black, white, slavery, freedom, like um, oppression, whatever. And so it's like, we live in this like, like, you know, two different black and white thing. And it's like, no, we need to expand that bandwidth and, Mm. and experience um, the grays and like be able to hold that because then we get to connect and then we get to uh, ultimately like experience new levels of love, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I think that's like, it's, it's really beautiful. Um, the way you've kind of like brought all that together. I was sitting with the, the notion of polarity too, the polarity and, and duality, um, because it, it is what we are here to experience in our right. 3D world. Um, you know, going back to sort of energy, that is the energy that as a human species, we are here to experience. Um, and kind of tying it back to w- when I was sort of like thinking about polarity or feeling with polarity, not so much my brain, but more like feeling with polarity, it was that for us to be here to experience 3D did not mean for us to be one in opposition to the other. I believe the divine intent was that the polarity and the duality was for us to experience harmony in the range. Mm. And for both and all, like you said, everything in between to coexist to find the harmonious coexistence, the systems, the patriarchal systems, the, um, the greed systems are what created the structure that pitted us once one against the other. And, and I do believe that that was deliberate and it was intentional because when sides are taken, then there is an opportunity to control and with opportunities to control comes power and comes ways of manipulation and ways of self um, satisfaction at the expense of others. Mm-hmm. And I going back even, even a step deeper into the energy of racism, which is the, you know, the oppression of a people that was originated from a deeper energy that deliberately created the system to support, to first of all, create that lie of an, of an opposite, an opposition and oppressive system. Um, and, and that's what's fueling the racism. So there's energy behind the energy, behind the energy, behind the energy. And, and I think the dismantling of all of this for us to come to a harmonious state, which is what I believe is happening right now. It's an entire transformation 
of all of the lies of the control energies that are underlying are starting like the carpets take getting out all the way from the base and so it begins at the top right the dust starts to like shake and then you know eventually like everything kind of goes crazy when you pull the carpet out things break they fall apart uh but then with, when everything lands there's a little bit, a bit of there could be some beauty in the chaos there could be so much awareness of what was there that wasn't there before and then you know there's an opportunity to 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 rebuild i, I we're far from that right now but my my soul sense my divine information tells me that that is what we're moving towards there's so many more stages that are part of this um we're beginning, like I said, even it's so funny because here's another example of how our own personal examples reflect. I don't even know if I said this or you said this, or we were thinking, <laughs> thinking the same thing. Maybe we didn't say it out loud, but we just know it. <laughs> um, but how our personal examples sort of like are a reflection of what's happening around us as well is oh, that yeah. it, it goes back to the dismantling of me kind of getting into a spiritual journey. It's, it's, there was so much one layer at a time that needed to come apart before I could come into my own truth. Mm -hmm. And I feel like collectively that is what's happening right now too. Like one layer at a time. And then at some point we'll, we'll get to like the, the source and the funny thing is i just did this post on facebook today that the clue to all of it the clue to the questions is all in the source right one source mm -hmm. it's it, it's back to we all came from one source we, we've forgotten that mm -hmm. and um and 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 look where that got us and where we're going to I think the answer is the same. It's one source. Yeah. So that ties in very much again with the cycles. Yes. Just yeah. kind of coming back to source. It's not a start or a finish. It's a, mm -hmm. a circle. Yeah. Hi there, I'm interrupting this podcast episode briefly to tell you about some offerings I've got going on. The first, the offering I want to talk about today is the Hormone Balance Plan. This is totally free, downloadable um, guide that you can download yourself that shows you exactly how the nutrition, lifestyle, and tools that I use generally with all my hormonal imbalance clients. So it's really how to heal the body and the hormones from the inside without using chemicals or birth control. Now this is good for literally everyone who has any sort of hormonal issues. So from PCOS, from more severe, severe things like PCOS, endometriosis, um, infertility, to even less maybe severe things like just painful periods, irregular periods, night sweats, getting off of birth control, hormonal birth control, if that's your choice, learning more about your cycle, this hormone balance plan is really gonna hit all of those, um, all of those factors and all of those 
ailments. So to download it, just go to clarawisner.com or revolutionarylifestyle.com and you'll see the little place to enter your email and it will get emailed to you right away and you can download it. So go check that out. I was listening to um, Guru Jaga did, she's a Kundalini teacher. Um, she did an interview with Bold Mama L is her name. And she was talking about kind of this, this thing that, you know, yes, we're different colors and we have obviously different experiences and we hold different things in our systems, like because of that cultures and layers and layers and layers, right. Of like individuation. Um, but that like, we all have this blueprint, which is source, right. What, what we're kind of calling source, like the blueprint of the full human potential you could say. And if you th- put a metaphor on this, like it's the blueprint of like an incredible mansion, right? It's like the biggest, most expansive, like dwelling you could ever imagine or something. And, but a lot of us are trying to fit ourselves into like a shed. I think it's like a little shed. And what's that going to feel like? It's going to feel like you know, tight and contraction and like, you're going to get frustrated and you can't move and you can't use like what you actually have at your source. So anyway, I just felt like that, that metaphor is a good one for, again, I guess I could say like expanding the bandwidth of like what we're even talking about. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. because we all have the, the source, we all come back to source as you go back down through the layers or up the layers, whatever you want to say, um, of this like expansive, um, reality and, and, and potential. And so, yeah, when we try and stay within the structures that we have now, it's starting to feel really oppressive, right. And really tight, um, because we are, and we we don't have to get into this, but I believe we're in like an ascension process, and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're speaking to as well. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, I totally agree. And 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 just to put it out there, it's going to be uncomfortable for our bodies. <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable for most of us. Um, it's going to um, be difficult. It's going to be hard because we're moving away from a world that we've established this false sense of comfort in. And, um, but I am personally very, um, I could honestly say I didn't feel that over this weekend, but I, I know in my, um, and it's okay if you're not feeling that. Oh yeah. 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 And, And that's part of it. It's like, you have to allow yourself to not to feel what it is that you do feel. Um, but in my bigger perspective, knowing, like, I feel like it's about freaking time. Like, this is what we're here for. You know, (laughs) the time is now. (laughs) Yeah. It shows, shows happening. Um, it's show time as they say. Yeah. There is something. So, yeah. So I kind of want to, I just want to be really careful and I know you know this too, like to not do this, like any sort of spiritual bypassing. And, and so that's, um, what, you know, that feeling, what you're feeling is so important. And I'll kind of repeat what I said before 
And I think that you have some wisdom on this because of your practice and clairvoyance and energy. And, um, and one of my teachers, Perry Chase talks, her whole thing is about how do we expand our nervous systems to Mm -hmm. be able to experience more sensation? Um, because that is how we hold power. That is how, um, that's how we evolve, I think, is like to hold more and be able to hold more and more sensation. And I think that's how we, that's how we, that's how we talk about this stuff spiritually without spiritual bypassing is by actually taking on a practice of expand, um, expanding our nervous system's ability to hold sensation. So I'd like you to, to take that and put mm-hmm. it in your words. Cause I, cause I know we're talking about the same thing. Yes. Um, I'll just kind of bring it back to from, from the clairvoyant perspective that everything is energy. And while we have a physical body, we also have uh, many other forms of a body. Neither are separate from the other. We, we are a whole. Um, we experience things differently. And from an energy perspective, what the body is experiencing is the manifestation of the energy within the vessel. And um, depending on what that energy is, it appears in different kinds of ways. So there is the, you know, there's, there's the range of emotions that we can feel. Um, from exhilaration to complete uh, paralyzation with fear or whatever it might be. There's also then the, when energy is like blocked in the body or gets stuck in the body, that can manifest as a physical illness. And that physical illness can appear in the different systems of the body. So it could appear as a, an actual like physical illness on, on the body. Um, from a nervous system perspective, it could affect the systems of like the circulatory system, um, the respiratory system. Um, and also the brain has a huge part in the way that energy repre- represents itself in the body. Mm. And so our bodies are so much of a signal to us. They are, they are, um, it's taken me so long to have like so much self-love for my own body and to be so intimate with my body that I recognize signals pretty easily. But every pain, every uh, joy, every sensation, as, as you kind of like described it more generally, that we feel in our body is signaling to us the energy that we are generating, carrying, or um, uh, exposing, mm-hmm. or providing into the collective. Mm-hmm. And our bodies will never lie. Our bodies will always tell us what it is that is going on. And so to sit with the discomfort of the range of emotions, of the the signals in the body is to inform yourself, is to be able to build awareness and form. Mm-hmm. Inform. Inform. Like in your yes. form. Yes. Inform. 
hashtag. <laughs> What's hashtag? Yeah. I mean, it's so like perfect. It's just the, the language is so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it is the, it is the way that, that you begin to see the non-physical manifest within your own self because your body signals it for you. Fear is not an object that comes in, like a bomb is coming and being handed to you and saying, this is fear, now you are afraid. It is a sensation that our body experiences, that our mind experiences, and that influences um, the way that we take action, what our thoughts are, what our behaviors are, um, and our entire belief system. And when you feel fear as, as an example, you feel fear. You don't see fear. You don't touch fear. You feel it. That, that is energy that you are feeling. And when you're feeling that and you become the person aware of what's happening in your body, as an observer, that is you using your clairvoyant abilities to recognize energy. And starting within is the only place to begin. It's the only place to begin. Um, clairvoyant abilities, every single one of us has because we have the ability to recognize energy, um, perhaps if not totally fine-tuned to, to read energy around us, we all have the opportunity to recognize the energy within us. And, and, and we, we, I should say, we all have the opportunity to recognize um, energy everywhere, <laughs> but to start, if, if we're not already there, to start is to start within. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's uh, yeah, it's totally exactly what, what I was saying, but I think in, in, um, in a different, if in a different perspective, in a way that is more almost like applicable to like, daily practice kind of right and i want to touch on uh, maybe just a little bit deeper on the bypassing part of it because yeah please um uh, because i think so so i think in in the kind of um the intensity in our environment right now has heightened sensations yeah and so with that, I don't think any of us can ever say, I didn't feel anything through this. I think right. that would be a major bypass of all sorts, yeah. a denial, a dangerous denial, um, and, and a bypass of all, of all sorts. To be able to feel always, and especially right now in, in, in moments of intensity is where and when um, truth is revealed. And as long as you're feeling and you're noticing and you're acknowledging, you are not bypassing. Um, whatever you do with that, I think is going to be up to you, but it is your opportunity to to be with it and sit with it. Now, if you feel and you notice and you acknowledge and you dismiss, then I think it's opportunity lost. 
And, and that's where, for me, my encouragement comes into like, not only is your body communicating with you a truth that it wants you to tap into, but the fucking world around you is as well, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that's such a good, um, it's such a good way to, to look at, to look at the idea of spiritual bypassing. Cause I just, I, you know, during the pandemic and during now, now this, it's like, I just feel like it can be really easy for the spiritual community, people that are, um, you know, into spiritual practice to kind of say like, well, we're changing and it's great. Like everything's getting shook up so that we can, you know, create new systems, which I honestly think is true. But I think when we don't acknowledge, uh, like you said, and I love that you keep using that word opportunity, the opportunity to sit with what's going on in our own bodies and out in the world, then we are doing ourselves a disservice truly, because that is part of the, the new world order is like being able to hold the range of emotion and sensation and all of these things in our bodies. And without practice, we just, we won't expand that range. We won't, if we don't sit, if we don't take the opportunity to practice, um, then our nervous systems will just stay small, you know? Right. I, I think one other, one other thing that is coming up right now is, um, for everyone, um, including for me, is 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 the way in which we are judging the responses that are the actions that are happening around us, the responses, um, and to recognize those moments when our own judgment comes into play, mm-hmm. is is another way to to recognize our own part within the the systemic issues to begin with. Um, to judge the looting, to judge the vandalism, to judge the responses of rage. Mm. That in itself is something to look at. Where is, what is this judgment based on? Is it an automatic default reaction to to what you see? Is it a fear-based reaction? Is it a belief system-based reaction? Um, So even those things that seem as simple to say, you know, I don't understand, um, or, or, or just to have that simple, the simple statement of like, but why so much destruction or, or to judge that destruction without recognizing where that judgment is coming from, Again, it's it's a missed opportunity. Right there, mm-hmm. it's right there for you to look at it, mm-hmm. and and that's what you do with clairvoyance. You look at it. You look at the situation. You see the truth if you're willing to look. Right. If you aren't willing to look, it's really easy to throw judgments around. Mm-hmm. Such a good point. And um, there's something that you you did a little reading for me when you were at um, the retreat that we had at my house. And you said that there was a little, I just, I, I remember this because I've been, I've thought about it a lot afterwards. And 
noticed in my, in my system. Um, but you said there was machine energy in, in me, like, um, and I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like machine energy? Like, um, but it's like, I mean, I'll let you explain it, but it's like the, the default, like you just said, like the default reaction to violence is, or to looting is like, that's wrong. People shouldn't do that. They shouldn't destroy property. That's a default, uh, automatic response when you're like, you're saying you're not willing to sit with, well, why did, why is the looting happening or, or what's behind it? What's the next layer below? What's the next layer below? Um, and so anyway, I'd like you to talk about like, yeah, that machine energy concept and the defaults and like what that looks like. Yes. Um, so in clairvoyance, it's a term that's used when we see a particular type of energy Mm -hmm. and, um, the, the energy relates to um, a control type of energy that is around programming. And, and actually, I, I wasn't sure why I started my story all the way back to childhood, but now I know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I talked about how um, programming is the way in which we are bodies and brains kind of like a lot of our brains, through our senses, what we take in through our sight, through what we hear, through food and consumption, and all, all different forms of energy, any kind of energy that we consume mm-hmm. um, is, is energy that is going to program our body in a certain way. And so when we have energy that is coming to us from an external source um, and it is a source with an agenda and that agenda is absorbed by you repeatedly over and over again, it becomes the baseline in which many of us operate. And so an example of that programming was the, um, I don't even think I could do quick calculations for, for probably over 10 years of Catholic uh, education all the way through graduate school. So from grammar school, I was, um, we would start off our, our, our school days before class, every class we would have a 45 minute mass Every single day, Monday through Friday, for eight years of my childhood life. Yeah. (laughs) This dogma, just dogma, 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 dogma. Programmed, programmed, programmed. Telling me what to believe, how to believe, um, and essentially what was right and what was wrong. And that there was even, this is where it begins, this polarity, that there is a right and that there is a wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's that is an example of programming. It's it's information that comes from an external source that essentially plants a notion into your own brain where that notion becomes the form in which you live your life rather than tuning into your own internal source of truth, knowledge, awareness, magic. Um, creation, everything else that we have the capacity to do within our own sovereignty. And the 
the, and the programming energy is a control energy because it is deliberate. It's, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a, um, like, oh, you know, I have a, a, like just this earwig in my, um, in my ear because I was listening to the song too much. Um, yeah, you know, that too is like something like it's the earwig that's just constantly in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the programming energy is deliberate and it is systemic and it mm-hmm. is the form in which control is um, enforced with us as individuals. So what does it feel like when you're giving like a reading or for, for us to be aware of our own machine energy and control energy? Like, what does it feel like to you or, or how do you, how do you kind of say that's what that is? Like, how can you maybe recognize it? Is yeah, how do you recognize question? It? How do you recognize it? How do you notice it? How do you, how do you come into um, awareness of it? Mm-hmm. Part of all of this is a part of beginning your inner world practice and beginning to recognize what your own energy looks like and feels like. If, and this was, this was me growing up all in my early young maiden years. Um, I didn't know who it was. That's the scarcity I was feeling. That's what the scarcity was. I, none of me was in me. I had no idea who I was. How lonely is that? I think so gonna, many people feel that way too. I don't think that's rare. If you're ever, if you're, if you like, I did not even know who I was. Like that was the loneliest feeling in the world. And that's aside from my beautiful, glamorous world around me. I had such an emptiness and it was an emptiness because there was a vacancy of my own self in my body. And the practice for me began to getting to know my inner world. And like I said, for me, it took so much. It took just recognizing like, oh, I have the strength to press down in my feet and feel the earth on the soles of my feet. Like, wow, that's kind of magical. That was a magical step for me back then, like just to feel my body. Mm-hmm. And so I think it begins with, with building an awareness, building an affinity for your own energy, be- learning to recognize what that is. And that might be, I'm, I'm having like also the, um, the divine um, knowledge come through that that in itself might be really a hard place to start. And this is something that I that I've heard from. It came to me right now, but it's also uh, something that I hear a lot through Abraham, Abraham Hicks. Yeah. Um, which is, you if you don't know where it is, what it what where it who it is that you are, what it is that you desire, start with you with what you don't want. Start <laughs> with the things that don't feel right for you, because you'll tap into those things too, the things that you don't want. So once you start to recognize what you don't want, who you are not by saying no, by recognizing when something is like requested of you and it just doesn't feel right, that feeling is valid. And so, so say like, no, you, you know to the things, like recognize the things that don't feel good. And then by starting to do that, you're creating a little bit more space, a little bit more at a time so that you start to recognize what does what feel, does feel like it is you. And that's, that's, so one example that I had, so when I was in New York and the towers came down, so after that, I had um, 
2003. So I stayed there a couple years after until 2003. And um, at the end of my project, my work project, I was given a job offer to, again, climb the ladder. This job offer was to, to go to, um, oh, I couldn't even remember what city, because I'm like, for real? Like <laughs> Trumbull, Connecticut. <laughs> to go to Trumbull, Connecticut. This is back in 2003, many years ago. Like I was like, the young maiden again. <laughs> and I, I was like, are you, like, I don't know what I want right now, but I know I don't want that. Like, no, I don't want Trumbull, Connecticut. <laughs> like, uh, have, you, have you, like, do you even see who I am? I am a Mexican, single, ethnic, young woman living in New York City. How do you see me moving to Trumbull, Connecticut? I'm like, if you don't see me, and like, you know, so, so like I said, that was like, that's a pretty big, like, I know I don't want that, yeah. but that was a start. Like, imagine if I had said yes, like if I had talked myself into, oh, it's like, I can't say no to this opportunity. It's going to be great for my career. It's going to allow me who knows what else, this, this, and that. Which is all machine. would have been me. Which is all kind of machine energy, if you think about it. Like, you know, like the money, the, the status, like this is what the world, the external thinks that I should look. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. You totally got it. So that's. I, I think we got into a really great practical example of mm-hmm. what that looks like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how it appears. The shoulds, right? The shoulds. The shoulds. The and shoulds. kind of like the, the I called it, we called it in corporate, the golden handcuffs. Like, yep, totally. You know, again, they're, why are they called handcuffs? Because it's a control. Yeah. And so many people, my friends included, like people kind of around my age, um, that, you know, are, are kind of getting deep into the career and it's like to get stuck. Like I have a lot of friends that feel like, oh, I'm like, well, now I have the car payment and the mortgage and the family and then, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm in, I don't know, this expensive area. And like, I can't, even though everything looks good, it's like, I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, just personally, like I, made a lot of hard decisions and to do a lot of things I think that were like internally motivated, but it's hard. I mean, that external, um, you know, you should do this, you should do that. You shouldn't want that. That doesn't matter. Even when it feels like it does, it's so, I don't want to say hard cause it's not what I want to create, but you know, it's takes it's constant vigilance. Yeah. <laughs> It is constant vigilance of your own self and your own feelings. And how do you feel about this? And is that, is that true for you? And um, yeah. It's right. A, it's and na- how many nameless examples do we have of people who like once when you're at that crossroad road and you take the road that like feels like you're following your heart or your desires um, and everything turns out. Okay. Yeah. It's like it all. So, so I want to. I want to just kind of bring it back to this because you asked me if I'm in my home. Um, this is part of where some of my own fear like came up this weekend too. Because um, when I said no to that, um, I was brought back to Chicago, given a severance package, and I decided that I wanted to um, build my own home. 
and I wanted to build my own um, my own business. And at that time, it was going to be a cafe lounge. So I built this home that I'm sitting in right now. It's a three-unit building. I live in one of the units, and um, I have a tenant that lives in the other, and then a commercial space below, which is where I ran my yoga studio, my right. own yoga studio for a while after I eventually left corporate. I built it in my own way. It's got many feminine features, like you could see the arches on the window yeah. and um, Juliet balconies. And it's like nothing else in Chicago. Um, <laughs> so cool. And so, so with that, the reason why I came to that is because now it's also part of what's crumbling around me again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a source and a sustenance for me, like my labor of love. Um, but as with any Again, I'm not a mother, but as what I imagine with any childbearing, it also requires a lot of work. Yeah. So much work and so much effort, um, you know, to kind of like nurture it along. Mm-hmm. And, and so now, because I have a mixed-use property with the commercial space, I am one of the properties that could very likely come tumbling down. And, um, and so I sat there with that, like, wow. I did, I built all of this. I created all of this that was beyond expectations of a girl like me from the hood, um, which, <laughs> um, which I'm writing a book about, by the way. So, so cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it, it was beyond like, there was still programming within the programming, right? Because even though I, I went outside of the program, never got married, didn't have kids, like was expected in my culture, but built my own business within building my own home. And within doing that, there's still programming in that, like the way to go about it, to have it designed the way that I wanted. Oh my God. It was like, you feel like I'm climbing this massive mountain. And sometimes it feels that way when you're moving yourself out of programming. Totally. It's like you recognize what you don't want. And then when you know what you do want, you might have to claw your way <laughs> through Baby it. steps and clawing your way out of it. Yeah. And then again, <laughs> where it's going to land, no one knows because say yeah. hello and maybe say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, what a, what a beautiful, like, I mean, beautiful and, and terrifying and, and all of the emotions like, yeah, that you're that just the metaphor of your house and being in the middle of what's going on right now. And, and being a, such a strong practitioner of these things that we've talked about, you know, like, Hmm, like, how is this reflecting what's going on inside of me? And like this house that is me kind of that is a part of me, something that I built so tangibly, you know, it's just like goosebumps. Yeah. And it's part of what, what could become, come, you know, it's, and it's, and it's okay. Like it's, it's okay. Now it was <laughs> four days ago. I was like, ah! yeah. but again, it's, that was, that was the demons that I was sitting with. Like the, the, pro, again, the programming within the programming, like this, this other layer of illusion that I created, like I created this other layer of illusion around me. Yeah. And as beautiful as it is, and as much as I cherish it, it still is part of an illusion. Totally. 
Okay. So man, I think this was so, um, so much good stuff for the times and I'm really excited to share this interview, like just right now too, because I think it could be so helpful to so many people and, um, and also just like a contribution to the, the positive, I don't want to say it like that exactly, but like, you know, just like a good contribution to like what's going on, not, um, not spiritual bypassing, but also a higher perspective in some ways. Yeah. So thank you so much. Uh, it's a privilege and always such so fun to talk to you too. Um, so I'd love to, I'd love for you to share people how they can find you. If you want to share a little bit about how you work with people, individuals or businesses. That's great. Thank you so much, Clara. I actually felt so much energy moving through me as I was just even telling my story and realizing the correlations that it, maybe I hadn't made before. Um, so thank you so much. Um, yes, my website is Juntas Chicago. Um, it's spelled X-U-N-T-A-S, the word Chicago.com. Um, and the name means together uh, in Spanish. And um, that name it kind of represents the work that I do, which is um, to gather not only people together, but uh, gather energy together so that um, individuals can really tap into who, who, who they really are. So for individuals, I do one-to-one -one clairvoyant coaching so I can do readings and, and have an actual coaching program to help you get to your, your truth. Um, I also do a lot of group facilitation um, work. I run a monthly women's circle. My um, next circle is coming up on the 12th of June. Everyone is invited and it's on my Facebook page, um, which is at Juntas Gatherings. I need to get and, to those. Um, yeah. And I then I have, um, I'm offering a free online workshop, which is an intro to the chakras, which is basically an introduction to our energy system, the energy system we have in our body. And we will do some very practical exercises to recognize the energy within our bodies. It's a 90 minute session. I have it posted on my website as well and everyone's welcome there. And I mentioned just really briefly, briefly I'm writing a book. So stay tuned yes. for that that's coming out. It's called Journey uh, from Into the Hood. <laughs> Which I think now it feels perfect because it's kind of like yeah. the descent, the ascent, the descent, the cyclical kind of nature of things. And it's a little bit of an autobiography, but it's also like a mystical and practical guide that is um, designed for women X who are uh, solo travelers. So this is kind of, it takes analogies from my um, times of global travel and it kind of connects them to uh, the exploration from within as well. Oh, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> So that, that should be coming soon, like hopefully really soon. Cause I've been really? it a lot. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And we will link to all of that stuff and her social in the show notes. So if you want to pop over there, that's the easiest way to kind of click the link and find all the stuff that she talked about. So thank you so much. Emma. Thank you. Bye everyone.
Thank you so much for listening to this amazing episode. We are so grateful for your support, your feedback, anything that you'd like to share with us. We appreciate fully revolutionary at gmail.com is where you can send any questions, comments, feedback. And if you'd like to check out more about me, Claire Wisner, go to revolutionary lifestyle.com. Thanks for listening.